Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the second season of Criminalia, where we've been exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious stalkers throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. And when we started season two, we were curious if some of these stalking crimes would seem different through modern looks and whether any of these stalkers would emerge as perhaps sympathetic characters. There's obviously a lot of variables here. There was, though, one common thing that did seem pervasive across the season, and that was untreated mental illness. There were at least five pretty clear instances throughout the season, so let's touch on those for a moment. Let's start with Adele Hugo. Adele was the daughter of the famous poet and many other things that he did, Victor Hugo. And her unhappy story immediately comes to my mind here. Uh, it seems pretty clear, I think, to both of us from the very beginning of our research that there was some kind of 
undiagnosed psychiatric illness calling the shots for Adele. And as it turns out, that was true. Long after following Albert Pinson around the world and believing truly that she was his wife, she was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia. And then we have Leia Anna B, who was suffering from obsessive behaviors even long before she became convinced that King George V of England was in love with her. She also became one of the most famous examples of a condition that came to be known as erotomania. That's a delusional disorder that, in her case, caused her to truly believe that the king was, for real, in love with and sending signals to her. Do you remember, Holly, I can't off the top of my head remember the name of the doctor who became very famous for the condition of erotomania and diagnosing people with it and actually writing down the causes and symptoms. His name escapes me. It was Claire Rimbaud. Yes, that's right. Very famous for what he did. His actual career was amazing. He went from that, like, trying law school to being a scientist. He just did everything. I just thought he was very cool. Yeah, he was interesting. So, okay, back to these five stalkers. So there's Lady Caroline Lamb, who stalked Lord Byron, the poet. Um, She was not only persistent in her desire for Byron's love and attention, it often seemed like she was confusing reality with her fantasies, which actually is a key element to what makes a stalker. During the time she lived in, though, Carolyn's behavior probably wouldn't have been called, at least not specifically, stalking, but it was because they just didn't have the word for it. So even without our modern term, she was engaged in it. Yeah, and then we shifted gears to talk about some gentlemen who similarly had some pretty clear problems going on. One was Richard Lawrence, and at the time of his attempted assassination of President Andrew Jackson, Lawrence suffered from delusions of persecution. He had a history of mental instability and a history of violence, and he was forever paranoid that people were talking about him. And most modern-day experts, based on what we know about him, have concluded that he lived with untreated schizophrenia. Our most recent stalker on the timeline is Michael Abram, who stalked George Harrison. Like others on this list, Michael was suffering from symptoms of untreated schizophrenia, and he was having delusions when he attacked this member of the Fab Four. The main difference with Abram's story is that, one, he was modern. He got treatment after his arrest. He was cognizant of his condition, the criminal nature of his behavior, and he was able to speak about it during his court hearings. Now, of course, there is a big difference between someone's wounded vanity and someone living with mental illness, right? I think any of us who have been through a rough breakup, you may feel like you are having a break with reality at times because your broken heart is so overwhelming. But time heals a broken heart, generally. But most of our stories involving untreated mental illness, like the ones we just highlighted, They become stories that are very difficult and sad to tell. This was for us both, I think, a much more heartbreaking season than the first one, even though there was also mental illness there. There were some hard episodes in season one, for sure. Yeah, uh, this was like almost all something along those lines, though. And we know that treatments could have made a difference for the people that we mentioned that never got it. But also, we know that those treatments just weren't developed or available during most of these times in history that we've been talking about. Let's talk specifics of what we learned about stalker profile and today's stalking behaviors. There's no actual stalker 
profile that is reliable, it turns out. But there are some really common traits among stalkers. So stalking consists of pervasive, invasive, and intimidating behavior towards someone else. A stalker's affections, they're demanding, and those affections are based on a belief that the person who is stalking has some sort of entitlement to the victim's affections, and in some instances to their lives. And it's not just affection. Sometimes they just want to ride on the heels of a celebrity, but it's the same behavior, maybe not the same motivation. So think for a moment, and I ask you to do this with no judgment because I have certainly done it. Think about how often you have used the word stalker in cavalier or casual ways. All the time. Think about how often you have said or even thought to yourself that you have Facebook stalked someone. But here's the thing. Trust us. Spending a little bit of time one night scrolling through your crushes or maybe your ex's photos on social media might not be the most healthy thing you could do for yourself. (laughs) But it's also not considered stalking in the formal sense. We really are talking about behavior that is more like Lady Caroline Lamb sending hair from her nethers to Lord Byron because she thought that was a reasonable way to show her love. So let's be clear also, any one of us could become a stalker. It's not a symptom of untreated mental illness, although mental illness could be a trigger. Any one of us also could become a victim. Stalking behavior can take on many forms and can be driven by a variety of motivations, not just love. For instance, um, a stalker who targets a celebrity or any other public figure may not want to be in love with that person, but someone who stalks an ex may want to rekindle the relationship. The behaviors that they engage in, like sending too many text messages or following someone from home to work every day, it doesn't look different from the outside between those two perpetrators. But when you take it too far, many gestures that we even normally do every day, romantic in nature or not, do them a lot and do them intimidatingly, and you could have criminal charges against you. We're going to talk more about that criminal aspect of stalking and how it's developed over time after we first take a quick break. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day to day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store, something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt 
or dress. They are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Now, as promised, we will talk about the criminal aspect of stalking. So we didn't really get into this during the season, but with the exception of George Harrison, all of the stalkers and victims that we talked about lived during time periods where there were no anti-stalking laws, actually. And in the U.S., it wasn't until 1992 that all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and the major territories enacted criminal laws regarding stalking. That was a sobering date for me to find in the research because I'm like, I was legal to drink before it was illegal to stalk someone. During my lifetime, people could have stalked me with no repercussions. Right. It is not, though, clear-cut, these laws. State laws vary quite a bit, mainly regarding the definition of what fear and emotional distress are and how to discern how deeply those things are felt by the victim. And because of that, there is still no universally accepted definition of what exactly constitutes stalking. That's scary. (laughs) I know. Everything is open to interpretation, which is always unsettling. It is. What is fear? That's a long conversation. Call a poet? (laughs) I don't. Uh, On a federal level, Congress passed the first anti-stalking law in 1996. That basically allows federal agents to step in when a stalker crosses a state line with the intent to engage in some of those stalking behaviors that we've talked about earlier. So that, that is our stalking season wrap-up, and we hope this season has not only brought to life some of the larger-than-life victims like Franz Liszt and Charles Dickens, but was also at least somewhat educational about stalking and stalkers. Spotting the difference between a stalker and a romantic partner literally could save your life. Now that we're wrapping up stalker season, we're going to do what we did with our first season, and we're going to talk about how we each definitely had some favorites in the mix of these very toxic and sometimes difficult events. Favorite stories, we're each going to talk about our top three, and of course, our favorite cocktails. Maria, of our stalking stories, name one of your favorites. Okay, so I actually really enjoyed our very first episode, which was about Rufus Griswold stalking Edgar Allan Poe. And there are a couple reasons for this, and it's not because Edgar Allan Poe's story about playing with the children that I loved or anything like that. I loved the fact that these were two men. This was not the situation where there was a woman who was having untreated mental illness traveling the world to follow a man. These were two men. One man thought that they were friendly sometimes and the other man just hated him. (laughs) It's always refreshing when two males just hate each other instead of a woman chasing a man. It goes against stereotype a little Exactly. You read these statistics about stalkers and I remember as we were putting our season together that the majority of stalkers are male, even though stalkers can be female, um, and the majority of victims are female. We didn't really see that in our season, we had a lot of female stalkers. Okay, there's another reason, actually, that I also really liked Rufus and, and Edgar, despite the fact that Rufus is just a... Yeah. 
I loved the fact that he had a portrait of Edgar Allan Poe allegedly hanging in his hallway in his house that they found after he died. And I just thought that summed up their relationship so well. I just, I loved that episode. I thought we did a good job on it. I thought the story was really good. And I loved and hated the men that you were supposed to love and hate. (laughs) (laughs) I also picked Rufus. For all of those reasons, also just because it's so petty that it becomes entertaining. Just the literary back and forth of like, I hired you to write a review and you were honest instead of nice to me. And like, maybe a little too harsh. Dude, you were supposed to say everything I touched was magic. I gave you $50. (laughs) What did you do with it? The other thing that I like about it that makes it more of a fun story than a lot of the ones we've talked about is that the victim of the stalking, at least to the best of our knowledge and what historical evidence we have, was not really materially affected in his lifetime. It's not like Poe was sitting at his desk going, oh my God, Rufus has ruined my life. What am I going to do next? He was just living his life while Griswold was spinning on his own, having his own entirely different relationship. Completely different. Like in a different world. And like he's sitting at his desk, he's like twirling his mustache. He's like, if I can only get to the mother-in-law, maybe I can, you know. He was a flat out weasel. It's hard to paint him in any kind of kind light. Absolutely. I I think that any like writer editor out there has seen this type of relationship in the newsroom, but just not to this level. Especially long after your rival is deceased, you just still are so wounded by feeling like they didn't like you back for whatever reason that you want to continue to smear their name forever as far as you're concerned. It's like uh, Real Housewives of New England Literature. I was about to call it <laughs> level 11. Like Rufus takes <laughs> it to 11. Um, who else was on your list? So I also liked the Friends List episode because I just loved the idea of a classical pianist. Like I was a classical pianist up until college and I loved the idea that there was one that was like breaking pianos and he had groupies and um, I I knew some of the things about him before but to be honest I wasn't surprised that he was sort of a magnet for stalkers out of his groupie circle. I thought that Olga could have been a very interesting woman if she hadn't had so many aggressive and stalker-like behaviors. Uh, she seemed like when you just first looked at her, she just seemed really cool. You know, she smoked a cigar. She wore trousers and a jacket. She'd been places. She was a pianist. But that's not really what she was. <laughs> I'm sure we have all encountered these people in our lives where it's like you meet someone and you're like, you are 90 percent fabulous. But that 10% remainder is poison. Like, I can't. It ruins all of the cool things about you. And I feel like that's her. If she had just, like, been her cool, interesting self, even if some of that was a fake-it-till-you-make-it facade situation, she would probably be a person we would talk about in, I don't want to say reverential, but very admiring tones. But instead, it's like, oh, (laughs) honey... 
you did it wrong. Why did you cane the newspaper editor? <laughs> like, that's right. not what we should be doing. <laughs> Listomania and, and the fact that there's a movie from the 70s about it also just warms my heart. Knowing that they put the List character in like platform red pleather boots. Like, I just feel Love like he, he would have laughed. I just think that he would have been like, sure. Yeah. Great. Great. I love it. I love it. So uh, who's your second? This is so predictable for anyone that knows me, but it's the boy Jones. Yes. I knew you would pick the boy Jones, but of he course. is a great story. Like, I loved that he was basically haunting Buckingham Palace, but not the queen. <laughs> it's always tricky to talk about him because... He does seem to have been harmless, but you still have to acknowledge that he was infringing on people's personal space, which is inherently yes. wrong. But as a figure, he's just what motivates someone to be like, no, I just broke in and fell asleep under a couch. Right. You know, I wasn't trying to get to anybody, even though I'm sure it was scary for the inhabitants. We know Queen Victoria talked about how frightening it was to know that this person had been found sleeping outside of her room. But the kind of blasé relationship he seemed to have with his own stalking was very like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, dude, that's just a thing I do. I'm not like obsessed with it. I just like to break in. His life as an adult uh, was really sad to me because he, he went to Australia, he became an alcoholic, and he died because he was drunk and he fell off of a bridge. All because he was tired of being the boy Jones. He even changed his name. So I felt like I actually couldn't pick him because I he wasn't a show for me that ended very nicely. This is Victorian. This is Queen Victoria. And yes. I also do love, although it is not happy, it's a good reminder. I think we talk about it all the time now that because of social media, everything you do is out there forever and you can never overcome your mistakes. That's not actually new though, right? This kid did some stupid stuff as a teenager and as an adult man continents away could not get away from that public image so right. much so that it really tore him apart so i think it's just a good reminder we always like to think that in the modern era we're dealing with new things and new ways and certainly obviously technology has progressed in a way that like information is more readily available but right. these kinds of long-term effects of the decisions we make was always part of the human equation right people are people the difference is right we can more easily find things out about people than we ever could but the real commonality there is that humans want to define people as easily as they can. And sometimes that's in a negative way that you never shake off. They're just like, oh, that's the guy. That's the that's Queen Victoria's stalker. And he will always be that no matter what he did. Right. He could have been fantastic as an adult. He could have invented everything, you know, that we even use today and it wouldn't matter. Still the stalker of Queen Victoria. Yeah. OK, who's your third choice? I actually really wanted to put Bigelow and Dickens on my list, but I didn't because what I realized was that I wasn't choosing it because of the stalker-victim pairing. I was choosing it because I was picking that episode for him and I wanted to pick episodes for the pairing. So I didn't put him on my list, but that would have been my fourth. My third, actually, and no one's going to be surprised by this one, is... Lady Caroline and Lord Byron. <laughs> you knew I was going to pick that, right? I mean, I suspected you might, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. Yeah, Lord Byron, you know, I picked because of Lord Byron. But Lady Caroline Lamb, man, so she was an interesting woman. Oh, yeah. What, what was her quote? Mad, bad, and 
dangerous to dangerous know. to know and i always thought that was more her than byron she really went after him after even after he left america and not just the consistency but like the depth of how she would follow him and write to him and write as him was oh my god right think about somebody writing a book but signing you know, your name to it rather than their own. <laughs> That's right. a little terrifying. But it was very interesting to see her go from a lover of Lord Byron to that aspect where she begins to confuse her reality with her fantasy life. That's when she begins dressing like a page boy to to sneak in and, and try to get access to his room. It's when she starts sending him hair. Um, and she starts doing things, engaging in these stalker behaviors that just keep escalating. No one specifically in our research talked about her and mental illness. But I did some reading about how, and obviously not everyone who stalks has a mental illness, but everyone who stalks is engaged in some sort of mental instability at the time that they are stalking. That actually seems pretty clear in her life. She became very obsessed as her relationship or non-relationship continued. But she was an author herself. Like, she could have been very successful. Unfortunately, just got caught up in this fantasy that she had. So I thought she was very interesting. I uh, find her fascinating as well. I tend to continually think about her husband, Lord Melbourne, and how he is caught in this unsavory web of gossip and scandal. Can you even imagine being in the position he was in and having your wife sleeping with a celebrity? Well, and then just openly talking about it to anybody who would listen. Right. She had also had a previous affair, too. So he had been through this, but it was not quite as out there like this one was among the social circles. Even if it's not like necessarily your classic romantic marriage, if it is more of a like a social construct, it's still a lot to put somebody through. Okay, let's skip over to uh, your third. It's George Eliot. That was a great pick. I think about it unprompted at random times. George Eliot's situation in terms of her mental state. I don't want to ever victim blame, but she did encourage these relationships to a degree. Mm-hmm. And then was like, too far. Yes. But then sometimes she would go back again and be like, oh, but you can edit my book. That sounds great. Especially with Alexander Maine. Right. It's a fascinating thing to me that someone would live in that simultaneity of being Mm -hmm. afraid of or made uncomfortable by someone, but also would reach out to them and collaborate with them and still foster a friendship. I really wish we could time travel back and interview her about it. Right? Be like, did you think you could build a relationship <laughs> that was more palatable to you and that's why you were doing this? Or were you just wishy-washy about how you felt about particularly Alexander Maine from time to time? Like, did your perception of who he was and how he was encroaching on your life shift? Was that more of a malleable situation right. than we would probably understand it today. Maybe there were spaces between those letters and between maybe she started thinking it wasn't as bad as I thought. We did come across a quote and I want to say it was from her husband, but I don't think they were married. I think they were just together for like a hundred years. In it, it was very short, but I got this expression from him where he referenced that she had very little self-confidence in her writing. Yeah, And that, to me, goes right along with what you're saying, which is 
because there are two people who who really love what she's doing, it's difficult for her to step away from it, even though the boundaries are way pushed. It's completely unhealthy in terms of friendship or anything. Right, but... any sort of relationship, but yet somebody likes her things. And yeah. I, I think if you if her husband's quote is remotely true, I could see her going back and forth on that. We are going to shift gears now and talk about cocktails and our favorites of the season. But before we do that, we will pause and have another little break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly 
Really of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders, don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required at your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to Get750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at Get750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with Get750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out Get750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at Get750.com. Just go to Get750.com or Google Get My 750 cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's get750.com. Get750.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. All right, it is time for the ultimate chaser party (laughs) (laughs) where Maria and I are going to discuss our top three picks of favorite cocktails of the season. Maria, what do you got? I picked Rufus and Edgar as a favorite show, but I also picked The Bitter Rival, which was the chaser for their show, as uh, one of my drinks. And (laughs) I love that you made it to mirror, I think this is what you were doing, the bitterness of Rufus's cold, dead heart. (laughs) Um, And and this drink is is surprisingly not that. It has cold coffee and it has lemon in it. And when she first said those two things to me, I was like, why would you put those two things together? So (laughs) I I, and it became uh, a favorite for me. So to remind listeners, it's four ounces of cold coffee, two ounces of rum, two shakes of Angostura bitters, an ounce of simple syrup, and three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. I mean, I even was like, is this weird? But it makes it this very bright flavor, not at all what you would expect from a coffee cocktail, because usually they have a heavier flavor. And that takes that sharp edge off of it. Yeah, there's other stuff going on in here where it's not just cold coffee and lemon juice, which would be terrible. (laughs) I would not drink that. I would not drink that. (laughs) Um, Um, So you're first. My first. And I will tell you, I drink this all the time. I know exactly which one you're going to (laughs) say. Do you? It's Victor's party trick. Victor's party trick. Yes. I, I I I love that drink too. And any time that that drink comes up, I can only think of Victor's actual party trick, right? Which, and if you guys don't remember, Victor used to put an orange in his mouth, sugar cubes in his cheeks, and he would take what, like two ounces of Kirsch and swallow it all down. And that, to me, that sounds miserable. That's quite a party trick. <laughs> Right. When I when I first read it, I was like, what was it? Is it like a mandarin thing? A clementine? <laughs> a, 
Yeah. So our version of that, which is sippable and very kind, to remind anybody, it's two ounces of triple sec, two ounces of whipped vodka. You could also do just a, a regular plain vodka if you want to take down the sweetness a little bit, an ounce of vanilla syrup, and then three ounces of hard seltzer. And it is quite a sweet drink. It's like a dessert drink. But like I said, you could play with the vodka type. And you could also drop down the vanilla syrup if you mm-hmm. wanted. Just an orangey drink that still has that hint of creamsicle, but is also delightful. I am not, as you know, not necessarily a citrus person, but a creamsicle. I think of it so much more as a dessert thing that yes. isn't really very orangey flavored. As a citrus person, I don't really think of a creamsicle as being any, yeah, very orangey either. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I have on several occasions when I've had like Zoom cocktail events or whatever that I'm going to, I will just make a, a little shaker full of these and just be pouring them as I go. A shaker of the victor? <laughs> yes. A shaker of the party trick. Although you do not shake it because of that seltzer. FYI, don't do that. It will explode. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just, it's become such a fun, easy to throw together drink. And I particularly anticipate that as we head into summer here in Atlanta, this is going to be like the drink I turn to when I'm sitting out on the deck. Probably. And that's like next week. It, we're, yeah, we're in the <laughs> middle of the weird weather where it's like <laughs> 75 one day and 35 the next and it just bounces back and forth. So we'll see. It might be next week. <laughs> Uh, what was your second cocktail, my love? So my second cocktail is my second cocktail for actually a couple reasons. First, it's because of the title of the cocktail. And I think immediately you know exactly which one I'm going to say. It is the Charles Dickens and Jane Bigelow Sloppy Bishop cocktail. <laughs> now, okay, so let me step back a second. Dickens used to drink, what was it called? The Smoking Bishop. Right. And it was a warm punch and it was like oranges and cloves and red wine and, you know, among other ingredients. Very seasonal. What I really like, one, is that yours is not made in large batches. But like, <laughs> two, your version, I would normally really not want to try because I'm not a gin person. But the combination of all of these ingredients, ruby port, cranberry juice, triple sec, gin, black cherry puree, a little dash of bitters, the only thing on this list for me that was a no was the one ounce of gin. And so I thought to myself, really, Maria, come on, it's one ounce of gin. Like you, can, you can try it. You'll be okay. <laughs> There's more port in here. Than, There's more juice right. in here than there is gin. So for anyone who actually dislikes gin, don't stay away from this one. I hate gin too, and it totally works. If you'll recall, when we did that episode, I talked about that I first made it with vodka in that yes, position. you did. And That's I did right. not like it as much as with gin, which to me is a shocker. There's something about gin that just balances out the heaviness of all those other flavors. I feel like something about that whole juniper mm-hmm. element to it does the magic trick, and it makes it a, a much more delightful cocktail than I would have even anticipated. All of it is a good drink, plus name. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy Bishop is a fun one. We're yeah. going to make it famous so you can like walk into a bar and order the Sloppy Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bartender. <laughs> I know. He's going to be like, I'm sorry. I can't make that. So I'll just hold up my phone and be like, these right. are the ingredients. <laughs> and they'll be like, get out of my bar. That's how- <laughs> That's the next sentence. Please leave my bar. <laughs> Please leave. Please leave. 
What you got next? This probably won't surprise you either. It's the It Sneaks Up on You, <laughs> which was our Valentine's special. Was that our Valentine's Day in Long Island iced tea? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I, I love a Long Island anyway, right? Like, right. It's, <laughs> and for this one, I mean, I just wanted to make something that incorporated those tropes of Valentine's Day. So it has... Uh, a lot of rose flavor to it. There's there's also strawberries muddled into it. Three ounces each of vodka, white rum, silver tequila, gin, and triple sec. And then an ounce of rose syrup with some floral bitters if you have them. And then mm-hmm. it's topped with ginger ale or lemon lime soda. And it's just, oh, it's such a quencher. And it's pretty in the glass. It, <laughs> and I love rose flavored everything. So it's like, uh, that's a might be my favorite drink of the entire season. That's nice. That was one that was so fun to put together. And often I have to make a couple versions of things to tweak things and get it really to like where I'm like, oh, okay, the balance, we found the balance here. But in this case, because it is built on the the Long Island base, uh, which is tried and true. And then I'm just adding like the rose syrup and ginger ale instead of a, a cola on top of it. It was pretty easy to put together. And the first try, I was like, Great. Got it. Cool. I did not waste any alcohol making this and it turned out just fine. It was like the gods of, I guess that would be Bacchus. All of the booze gods. I was smiled upon because it was came together perfectly the first try, which does not always happen. So how does this drink here compare to first season White Toad? Which is your favorite? You, I mean, you can say neither if that's the truth. Well, it's a tight race because they fill different <laughs> yeah. roles, right? Like a white toad is a smaller cocktail in terms mm-hmm. of the amount of alcohol. It's like the kind of thing I could mix a couple of while I'm talking to friends. I would not want to mix a couple of these and have anything but super slurry <laughs> speech. Like you can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is like another one of those that's great to have when you're just going to have one drink. Call it a night and hopefully not drive at all. Right. Out on your porch or deck. Um, So my last one. So this is another reason why I want top fours next season. I want top fours. Um, There were two other drinks that I wrestled with for the third position. Um, One was Victor's Party Trick. And also the one from the presidential assassination. I think it was from the presidential assassination Uh episode. Healthy Teeth and Gums. (laughs) <laughs> I, one, love the name, but two, it's a drink that that includes pear. No drink yeah. ever includes pear. So it didn't make the list, but I was impressed with your pear juice drink. So my third one actually is from the George Harrison episode. But so here's, here's the real, like, honest reason why I picked this drink. And this is going to make you laugh. I picked Peppery Sergeant because it has whiskey in it. And I felt like you made that for me. I knew that would be the reason you might pick it. <laughs> and yes, of course, I was like, oh, I haven't favored Maria with a good whiskey drink this season. <laughs> but once it came out, I was like, I've never put jalapeno jam and whiskey together. And that, to me, actually sounds like a really interesting combination. So um Regardless of whether or not the whiskey drink was for me, I I would drink it and I would probably very much be surprised at the club soda part, I guess it was. But the jalapeno jam and the whiskey, I thought were a good Yeah, Yeah. You could just drink it like that, but it would be very syrupy. That's why the club soda kind of makes it more of a sippable thing. Yeah, I I tried. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you would. But I was first like, I love Holly. And then the second I was like, this is a good drink. Like. 
My third one is dun dun dun. Do you have any guesses? I'm not gonna guess. <laughs> it's none of the ones we've mentioned so far. It's the mixed feelings. Oh, hey, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm glad I didn't guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been. I would have guessed like two others, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, we can't be here this long with you guessing." <laughs> yeah. So to remind people, it's three ounces of brood chilled butterfly pea flower tea, which is a beautiful sapphire blue, an ounce of simple syrup, or I used vanilla syrup because that's my favorite to keep on hand, an ounce of vodka, and that's just over ice. And then you add lemon juice at the very end and it turns like a magenta purpley color. I remember talking about this drink and how beautiful it was. Yeah, it mirrors George Eliot's complicated relationship (laughs) with Alexander Maine in particular of like, I like you. I don't like you. I'm comfortable with you. I'm not comfortable with you. I need you to tell Uh, me good things, but I don't want to be near you. (laughs) But also go away. (laughs) Aside from the party trick of changing colors, it's just a very bright, soft, easy to sip drink. You can throw it over a bunch of ice and have, you know, essentially like an iced tea that's just got a little kick to it. You can Mm -hmm. make it without the vodka and you still have the same effect, which is nice. What other tea, if there is any other tea, do you suggest, if you have a suggestion, could be substituted in if you can't find that tea? I mean, this is a very basic recipe, right? You could use it with almost any tea, but I would do it with an herbal tea, not like a black tea. Well, that's helpful. Right. Yeah. So you could also do this with like a hibiscus tea. You could even do it with a chamomile. It might be a very strangely soft flavor, like where you feel like you're drinking, but not. You really could sub out almost anything that you're really into. I Somewhere I have a cucumber and melon white tea that I think might be an interesting that variation on this. could be a very good drink. And then you can add the lemon juice or not at that point. The lemon juice is really there primarily to make that color change. And it shifts the flavor, certainly, to have a little bit more of that slight citrus edge when you sip. It's a very basic, simple drink, and it's easy to make those sub outs to really customize it to whatever you want. And you can customize it to be a non-alcoholic drink or you can, the sky's the limit. It's just uh, make it how it's most palatable and delightful to you. Sub that stuff out, man. There are no rules. The cocktail police will not come for you. I promise. (laughs) Uh, But mostly we actually want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us this season. Next time around, we have a whole other plan. Maria, we're going to step right into season three next week. I know. And where will that focus? That will take us to the epic tales of all the brazen imposters that we can think of. I feel like this is fertile ground for cocktails. Oh, <laughs> I also feel like moving to an imposter season will be a little bit more fun than a very serious stalker season. So I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, a lot of these stories have a little more romp and craziness exactly. to them. <laughs> And a little, a little less sadness, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so get ready for that. And we cannot wait to see you right back here next week for those imposters and more cocktails. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.